Hey, high school hockey fans, welcome back. It's another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. They have, not, they have not taken us off the air, and they never will. Huh? I'm Mike Hammett, my panel, Burglar, Bill Jr., Trasher, Del Scanlon, and we got a guest tonight that Trasher's going to talk to. Um, Michael, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight? All right. Thank you, Mr. Hammett. Uh, tonight our guest is Barry Einbeck. He is the second-year head coach of the Monroe Cheesemakers. Uh, Barry, welcome, and uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Well, thank you very much for having me. I think this will be a, a good good experience for us here. <laughs> okay. Um, the Monroe Cheesemakers, uh, 11 schools co-opt, I believe, uh, roughly half from Illinois, half from Wisconsin. Um, our biggest concern was that you have uh, your, you have New Glarus as one of your schools. Uh, how come you guys aren't named the Spotted Cows? <laughs> that's a good question. I know that's, uh, that's quite a popular uh, beverage in uh, Wisconsin, and especially southern Wisconsin here since it's so close to us. So not really sure about that one. Maybe we can get them to sponsor us and get us some jerseys or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, in all seriousness, so uh, the Cheesemakers have started out the year 11-1-0, and uh, I believe 3-0 and in the Badger South Conference. The season's been looking pretty good so far. Uh, talk a little bit about your first dozen games in general. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we've, we started off very well. Um, I think, uh, I think a lot of the teams that we've, uh, played have been on our schedule a lot. So, I mean, we're, we're playing, um, some really good competition with some of the teams out of Milwaukee with Greendale and we played Beloit already. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to compete. And I think, like I told our kids this year and last year, I said, if we can come out and compete, work hard in practice and um, do some things right on the ice, I said, good things will happen. And I think that's happened when we played DeForest, um, especially when we played uh, Oregon. And then, you know, even um, some of our other games, like when we played Stoughton and La Follette. So I think, I think all the games, the kids have kind of, haven't looked beyond them. I think they look at the team that we're playing and they just kind of focus on that and we try to do the, do the right things on the ice. And so far um, with the kids effort and their hard work, they've been rewarded for it. So it's, it's nice to see. Okay. Uh, talking about Oregon, uh, you were 0 and 14 against them in your, your history. How did it feel to get that monkey off your back with a win? That was a big one. Um, yeah, and Oregon's a very good team. I mean, last year when we played them, I think we lost, I think, one in overtime and then another one by one goal. So last year we were close. But, you know, they have a good program over there, and, and we try to compete with those programs, Oregon's, the Stones, the, the MGs, the McFarlands, you know, the Edgewoods. we got to try to catch up to those guys. And we just want to make sure that we can go out and give them a good game and you know, and I think uh, the kids are hungry because, like you said, we are 0-14 against them. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that they keep striving for every year is to try to beat that team that they haven't beaten yet. So, And we were we were blessed with a good win because the kids worked hard and it was, it was a good win for them. Okay. Uh, you got 10 wins in a row right now. Uh, what has kind of been the key to your success there? 
Um, we talk a lot about consistency. Um, I think with the group, um, we, that's one of our main goals that we want to do, whether it's practice or in a game, we try to be consistent on what we do and, and how hard we work. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to take shifts off, but I said to the kids, I said, we're, we're not going to play a perfect game, but what we got to do is we got to eliminate the giant pitfalls in there. We want to be more consistent. We want to forecheck consistently. We want to backcheck consistently. We want to play good in all three of our offense, our neutral zone and our defensive zone. So, and if we can take those and we break them down for them and we talk about each one and what we want to try to achieve in each one, I think it makes it a little bit easier for the kids to understand, but also too, I think what it does is it, it, it makes them focus a little bit more. So I, I think our biggest thing is just being consistent. And with that, you know, if we can consistently go out and work hard and compete, you know, the wins will take care of themselves. And you, you know, you have some players that are showing up on the leaderboard uh, on the front page of our website. Kay Janicki tied for seventh uh, in the state with 32 points. Uh, Peyton Stoffaker uh, tied for 10th with 31. Hayden Roth uh, also 10th with 31. He's third in the state, tied for third with 19 goals. I mean, uh, that's some pretty good numbers for uh, a, a team that's kind of not that well known. Yeah. Um, just to start off with, uh, with Cade, Cade is, uh, when he was a freshman with us, um, he was our leading scorer then, but then he took uh, his sophomore year off and went and played for the Capitals. And then we got him back this year. So I think, you know, the year with the Capitals probably helped him out a little bit, but he's a good hockey player. Um, and he's, you know, as you can see, he's done really well for us. He's our first line center. And Hayden Roth is uh, another kid that's got a, a some really good skills and I think he was a he was a guy that just needed to grow into his body and he has he's gotten bigger and stronger and with him and Cade playing together um I think they've complimented each other themselves really well and uh Peyton Staffaker he's our leader he's he's the kid that's been through a lot I mean he's a senior this year he's been with this program from the start as a freshman he's been through a lot of the pitfalls or all the pitfalls and, and now he's finally getting some success that I think he rightly deserves. So he's a good leader on our program and our, for our team. So he kind of sets the tone for us. And we got a lot of young, younger guys coming up too, that I think that'll be good contributors there. I mean, Cooper Dreyfus is doing well with that line. Um, you look at our second line, we haven't had a huge amount of stuff from our second line, but you know, you got a strong kid in Ryan Molitor centering, centering it. He's getting better from day to day. You know, Luke Kuberski's getting better. So, I mean, we've got some kids that are that are really kind of meshing together and they work well together. And I think that's that's part of our success too. It's just how well they can kind of work together when they're on the ice too. So. And Kay Janicki, by the way, was. Uh... Player of the Week for Wisconsin Prep Hockey in the first week of December. So that's pretty cool stuff. Um, a couple other names that I'd like to throw out there uh, to help provide senior leadership. Uh, senior defenseman Jared Dillon, he's got 15 points on the year. Uh, Stoffaker, by the way, is a defenseman also. I mean, and for a, a defenseman to have 31 points, that's pretty impressive. And then uh, we'd also like to give a little mention to uh, senior goalie Heath Bear who's been having a nice season and actually the last couple seasons has been playing very well for you. 
Yes, most definitely. Yeah, Jared Dillon is uh, Peyton's partner, and they, like I said, they they kind of feed off of each other. I mean, Jared's not quite a, as uh, an offensive type minded defenseman as much as Peyton is. Peyton really can jump in the play, and he sees things in front of him, and he's just real aggressive. But Jared's a kid that's got a really powerful shot. He he knows the game. He does real well, and he, he's 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 good on that backside to kind of complement. Uh, Peyton and then uh, um, I'm a goalie guy at heart since I played it and yeah I can't forget about my senior goalie he's there he's uh, he's quite the backstop he, he he works hard I mean you just look at the guy and he's he just competes every time he's on the ice he just you, you never know where, where he's gonna throw a pad or an arm something to make a save when you think he's out but yeah he's, he's done a lot for us he's another one of those Kids like Peyton Staffaker and Jared Dillon have been through quite a lot, quite a lot from the start here, and um, I'm glad they're getting some uh, a little bit of reward for their their efforts in the last four years. Yeah, as uh, Burglar uh, and I are both goalie parents, and uh, Dell, I believe, had a goalie in the family too, so we can definitely relate. Uh, nice to see the the netminders get a little uh, a little pub, you know. Um, you guys, uh, okay, so as I mentioned on a story that I wrote the other day, uh, the season's about halfway over, I believe, uh, on January 8th, which would be Wednesday, the season's at its halfway point, and so are you pretty much. Uh, you got 12 games left, and you're kind of coming into the tougher section of your schedule. Uh, you got two conference games each with McFarland and Edgewood, who you had mentioned before are the, the teams that you like to kind of try to measure up to. Uh, plus, you got a rematch with Sauk Prairie, which is the only team to hand you a loss this year. Uh, tell me uh, about a little bit about how you look at the second half of the season turning out. Yep, this is uh, this is our challenge. Um, we talked to the kids just before Christmas about this and, you know, not saying that uh, our first half was uh, all totally weak or anything bad, but I was happy for what they've done. But I said, this is the meat of the schedule. So we, we built the confidence and now we've got to come out and, and then prove it. I said, we gotta, we gotta play the, the Monona Groves and McFarland's that, and the Edgewoods, the teams that are in, in Sauk Prairie who are, who are very good. And that's the team's, that we really need to start uh, um, improving on, see if we can get those wins, you know, and, and I think this is going to be a good month for them. It's going to be a tough one, but, you know, that's the way it goes. I, I, I'd rather have them this way than uh, than to try to, you know, just play easy stuff all along. But, I, I mean, these guys are going to be good, and we just hope that we can go out and compete and give them a good game. All right. Um we're just kind of looking at the uh, the sectionals, kind of going down the road a little bit as we have a tendency to do, and uh, the fans and the players do too. Uh, you guys are playing in uh, D1 sectional three, amongst others. I mean, th- these are probably just the better teams. You got Edgewood, Madison Memorial, Madison West, Middleton, RWD, Sauk Prairie, Sun Prairie, and Verona. Um, it Arguably, this is the toughest, probably top-to-bottom sectional in the state. Certainly not going to be an easy path to state there. Um, no, no, that's not. Uh, that's definitely not an easy group. That's a, a well, 
it's, it's a well it's a very good group of hockey teams i mean they're coached all coached well and they got good players and you know and we're we're really not uh um i'm not really thinking about that um like i we talk to our kids i mean it's good to look ahead to see kind of who you're playing and we had the sectional that we're in and everything like that but uh um we're, we're still trying to um kind of prove something down here and show that some of the you know, we want to give these teams um, some good, a good run. We want to make sure we compete with them. We want to sure, make sure that we're giving them everything that we've got. And then, you know, who knows what's going to happen at the end of the season when we get into the playoffs, you know, maybe we'll, we'll surprise a few more guys along the way and, you know, but yeah, most definitely that section is really full of some really good hockey teams. And, and like you said, it'll be just another challenge that we have to, uh, look up to and and then embrace it and then see what we can do. All right, uh, guys, uh, you got anything for Barry? Any questions or anything? I do. Uh, uh, this is this is burglar. Um, you you, talk, you 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 talked about your goalie and you you know being a former goaltender yourself. I, I'm a old defenseman, and just looking at at your your stats on the season and. Uh, defensemen never get any love. It's all the you know, it's either the goalies or the point scorers. Um, but with the exception of that 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 game against Sock Prairie, which is a huge outlier, I mean your team has done a very good job of limiting shots on goal. Um, I think outside that one game, in the uh, 26 shots is like the most you've allowed in a game, um, and they're usually, you know, lower than that, several games under 20. I mean, what can you talk a little bit about your defensemen? Because, like, nobody ever talks about defensemen. Sure. Um, no, I think I think that's that's one of our, our goals in the game. I mean, we talk about how many shots we want per period and kind of look for a total, and, you know, we try to have little goals that we can reach. But we also talk about, um, you know, defensive taking pride in our defensive zone whether that's you know whether that's uh, winning your one-on-one battles or or defensive guys blocking shots with your maybe your wings are blocking the shots or your d are blocking the shots um and then also too we, we talk about um moving the puck quickly to try to get the puck out of the zone as quick as we can so that we can maybe limit the shots that they're taking in that so you know it's it's not an easy thing to do to have a player block a shot I mean it's not normal for a player to jump in front of a shot but I mean it's it's a big part of um I think everybody's uh hockey team if you can get guys to buy in and block shots and you know try to limit the limit the shots on your goaltender I think that only helps your chances of uh winning a game in that so I'm I'm proud of you know, all my defensemen with uh, Roman Bauer helping out in the backside. We've got Caden Klipke back there, who's who's a newer defenseman, but doing really well, you know. And also, like I said, Jared Dillon and then uh, Peyton Staffaker do the same thing. And then we've got a couple young guys that are stepping in that are doing some good things with the, with the amount of ice time that they're getting. But, no, I think uh, that's a big part of every everybody's in the defensive zone. If you can get guys that are – willing to block shots or, or just getting themselves in a good position to put stick on puck and take the, take that passing lane away. I think that helps out tremendously. So that's a big part of our, our game too. 
guys, anything else? Yeah, I, I got I got just one one thing for him. Barry, my my son played for Janesville Youth Hockey. I mean, all the way up. He's a junior in high school, so he's played against a number of these guys. Uh, had more downs and ups ups against them, but you know this this class of kids you got coming through. They've they've been successful. They've been successful quite a bit, you know, all the way up. I mean, even when we before the broadcast we talked about the girls that have come out of this area to play. That uh, you know they played on some teams that went to state and they've had some success up at state. I mean, it's not like this is this is just something that happens overnight. This is a good group coming through. No, exactly, and that's and that's kind of um, you know kind of the the proof, I guess, with uh, some of our youth coaches. Um, a lot of the youth coaches are doing very well with some of these younger guys as they're coming up. So you're, we're happy with the youth coaches and how things are going. And then it's, you know, once you get the kids at the high school level, you know, and you start playing some different teams and some higher-level teams, and it, it just gives them, you know, you know, their talents can kind of see where they're at. And then I think now it just becomes uh, willing to put the work and the effort into each shift to kind of get some – get something out of it and you know i think they they do very well and yeah they i think a lot of these kids have had some success in the youth program coming up and it's it's like i said it's great to see them have that now because you know you you wonder what happened between youth and their first couple years of you know high school hockey and how things have turned from that to to this now so i think the kids have embraced some of the stuff that we're trying to teach them and, you know, I can't say enough about my assistant coaches, too, Tom Staffaker and Kerry uh, Bush. I mean, without those two guys, I mean, they, they 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 help out tremendously with some of the stuff that we're trying to work with the kids. And and they're willing enough to, to come into the rink and have an open mind. And as long as they put the effort in and, and you know, do the things that we've, we've been talking about, it, you know, their efforts have been rewarded, like I said before. And it, it helps to have some good kids like I have and I have some really good kids that want to just come out and compete and have some fun and and they've done that and so far we've been rewarded with 11 and 1 record and we hope that can keep keep going Barry have you guys created a buzz down there over there in Monroe I mean are people Um, talking about the hockey team I think we're getting there I think we're getting there yeah I think you know I talked to my AD and uh He's, he's hearing some good things from different people, and I have other uh, friends down in the area that are saying nice job and things that we're doing. It's good to see that. So, yeah, I think uh, it's slowly getting around to everybody, and, um, you know, we're getting a few more people at our games, which is good. So I think the word's getting out, and, you know, hopefully it'll just keep rolling. And uh, we appreciate all the support. We get some – we get a little love from our local radio station here, Big Radio, have some of our games on the radio and they do a nice job of you know giving us a little bit of plug and putting us on the radio so people can hear us and so i think yeah i think we're we're getting there and it's it's nice to see because there is a pretty good uh, hockey community down here it's it's nice that they're getting a little bit of a reward out of it now all right uh dell uh junior got anything any questions no, I think you guys hit everything. <laughs> well, maybe not everything, but we tried our best. 
Um, so here's the scoop. Monroe, first seven seasons of existence, 26, 124, and 2. A high of eight wins during the season. Uh, this year, 11-1. I think that that says a lot. Uh, we congratulate you on your season so far, and we wish you the best of the luck uh, in the second half of the year, Barry. Well, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate uh, having me on and talking a little bit about mineral hockey, and uh, I hope we can keep doing the same thing what we're doing down here. So thanks a lot. All right. That's been Barry Einbeck of the Monroe Cheesemakers, uh, off to 11-1 start down in the Badger South and uh, the the talk of the, the southern part of the state. So, uh, MJ, I'm going to turn it back to you. Okay, thanks a lot, Michael, and uh, thanks to Barry Einbeck for taking the time to chat with us. Our games of the week this week we had, well, I was at both of them. And uh, on Thursday night, I got the chance to go see Beaver Dam play Wanakee. And these two teams played to a 5-4 Wanakee win the last time they played. And Wanakee scores very late to win the game. So looking on paper, you're probably saying, you know what, look at Beaver Dam. They got they got quite a few wins. And um, and Wanakee is just a very solid program. So you think that maybe on paper that these two teams are going to have another matchup like that? No, it wasn't that way. Uh, Wanakee jumped on Beaver Dam early in this game, up 7 nothing at one time, and cruised to a 9-2 victory over at Wanakee's rink, the Ice Ponds at Wanakee. And uh, uh, we had Isaac Nett, I believe we were talking about earlier. Um, he was in our notes of things about uh, his game. He had a huge game that day with a, a hat trick and some assists and was uh, very instrumental in that big 9-2 win over uh, the Beaver Dam. Other game of the week was the Rock County Fury taking on the Warbirds out of Fond du Lac. Rock County Fury won this game 3-1, to one, but I'll tell you what, I was impressed with the Warbirds, guys. And the reason I was impressed with the Warbirds, they only have 12 players, but all 12 of those players, I mean, they work hard, and they skate hard. And they made a game that's with a short bench. They made it very competitive. They got the lead, and uh, we're holding on to it. Their goaltender, who was a freshman, I, I don't have her name here in front of me, but she was great in that game. I mean, she stopped chance after chance after chance. And, you know, finally, Annika Einbeck, of all people, scores a goal to tie it up. And in the second, and it was one-to-one -one after two periods, and finally the Fury may have warmed down a little bit, and uh, they got a couple goals and uh, had to hold on during uh, the final minutes because of a, a penalty taken. But they went 3-1 to one in that game of the week. Very exciting game. Uh, but I was – Fury's a good team, but I'll tell you what, I was very impressed with Fond du Lac for having only 12 girls, that how hard they played for those 12 girls. And uh, it was a very, very entertaining game. It was a little bit more entertaining than Thursday night's game. Would, would that goalie perhaps be Haley Shear? That's her. Okay. That's her. She was very, very good in that game. And as I said, uh, Anna Einbeck came down with a shot, and she just beat her far side off the post. And, you know, she had a lot harder chances in the game and was able to make a lot of stops through traffic. But, you know, I 
think the flirt, the fury just had enough in this game to get by, but you know, I give a lot of props to the Warbirds. They played hard. And in, in, in your boys game, I'm just dis- disappointed that, that uh, Mr. Net is not a goalie. Um, he really should be. <laughs> well, I can't help you there. Um, but I did talk to uh, Coach Eric Olson about his team, and um, they're going with their goalie right now. Their main goalie is hurt. And uh, they're going with their second-string goalie, and he's done very well for them uh, for quite a bit of the season. Um, they're going to get their goalie back here in a couple of weeks, but the young man that's filled in at that time has really played well for them. And uh, Eric's very pleased with that. Let's move on to the Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg Players of the Week. Uh, Burglar, you've got a girl and you've got a boy winner. I do. And we like our Players of the Week and we like, actually, we love the Wyndham Garden Inn of Fitchburg. That is the official state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin prep hockey. Um, on the girls' side, we have, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you for pronunciations. Do we go with Kia or Kaya or Kaya? Pardon me? Kaya. Kaya. It could be like, you know, Hawaiian, where they pronounce every vowel, or it's Kaya. Okay, Kaya. Well, Kaya Bronston. Sorry, Kaya, for murdering your name. Uh, Kaya Bronson from Onalaska. It was short week. We'll call it a short week, even though it was seven days like every other week. But after holiday tournaments, there weren't a whole lot of games played last week. So she only played in one game. Um, but she did a lot in that game. She had four goals and four assists in 11-3 win over Brookfield. So uh, Kaya Bronson is our girls' Wyndham Garden in uh, Player of the Week. On the boys' side, we have Jackson Henningsgard of Amory. Uh, they actually played in two games, Amory did. And he had four goals and two assists in a 7-3 win over West Salem. Uh, two of the goals were shorthanded during the same penalty. Uh, that's something that doesn't happen every day. And he had uh, didn't have any goals but two assists in a 4-1 win over Reedsburg, Wisconsin Dells, which... Uh, broke Dell's heart, obviously. Um, so Jackson Hemmingsworth of Amory and Kia Bronson of Onalaska are our Wyndham Garden Inn Players of the Week for this week. And uh, Webb Jr. is working on little special uh, mementos to send out to our Players of the Week, and someday he'll have those ready. Is that in the budget? It's it's it was it's been budgeted and purchased. Okay. Three D printers, so we can make uh, special uh, little doodads for our players of the week. Sounds good. Um, let's talk about our uh, top sixes. They've heard enough about you know um, Monroe hockey and also uh, players of the week. There's a lot of guys out there wanting to know top six. Did we make the top six? Well, Bill Jr., who's probably just going to be working in during the next election somewhere, he's going to be one of those people registering people because he's good at that stuff. And the votes are in, and he's counted them up, and um, 
and let us know. What do you got? Well, the girls' top six, I believe, is exactly the same as it was last week. Uh, Eau Claire area, Central Wisconsin, Cap City, Madison Metro, Fox Cities, and St. Croix Valley are your one through six. I don't believe that changed at all, um, which may not may or may not be good, depending on your point of view. Uh, boys, Division Two, Fond du Lac Springs and Northland Pines are still one and two. Wanakee and Hayward are three and four, and McFarland and Superior are five and six. Uh, boys Division 1, Verona is number 1, Notre Dame is number 2, Wasso West is number 3, that's the same as last week. Arrowhead and University School switch places, Arrowhead at 4, University School at 5, and Hudson moves into the number 6 spot. Honorable mention this week for Division 1 is Chippewa Falls. I, I don't think it's real surprise that there wasn't a whole lot of movement, because like we said earlier, there weren't a whole lot of games this week, so... Um, not a whole lot of games, not a whole lot of chances for upsets. So your top sixes remain pretty close to what they were last time. Okay. Uh, upcoming games of the week. Our boys game of the week is going to be Spash traveling up to the dome to take on Northland Pines on Saturday and girls game on Thursday night, the ECA stars and the central Wisconsin Storm are going to get together and uh, play. <laughs> and, and we we hope that game is at Greenheck because that's where that's where Bill and I will be going. If the game's not at Greenheck, we we probably won't have a recap of it. <laughs> well, and we know that the Spash Pines game is going to be at the Dome, and uh, Webb Junior and I are actually going to double team on that one. So uh, we'll be up there uh, looking forward to see. The changes that have been made in the rink, uh, I had heard that there was quite a bit. Uh, we'll see what we got. But Spash and Pines is kind of a, a classic throughout the years. They've always been good competitors, and hopefully it'll be the same on Saturday. Well, we've hit our final thought segment, and I'm going to go ahead and throw one out there that, uh, you know, we've talked talked about this a couple of times, but I found out some in, interesting information. We talked about referees, and, you know, they've got a hard job. And uh, at the youth hockey level, um, they are really starting to run thin with referees. I can tell you here in this area they are. When um, kids just don't want to do it anymore. They don't want to go through the hassle, and the coach is barking at them. And now, the, now they're getting kids down here. They're getting them to travel if you're a kid from my association, all of a sudden you're going to do games in Stoughton. You're going to do games in Beloit. You're going to do games for other associations because there's not enough officials. And I think that part of this is because they just don't want to deal with, you know, coaches and parents barking at them. I guess what I'm trying to say is if we want to keep playing and we want to keep kids learning how to officiate and move on and do it at higher levels, give them a break. You know, these are kids. They are going to make mistakes, and, and yelling at them isn't really going to fix a whole lot, isn't going to make things any better. So uh, just kind of go easy on the kids. I mean, there's the numbers are dwindling, and um, it is becoming a problem. And it's not just a problem at the youth level. It's a problem at the high school level. When I was at the, the showcase, showcase, showdown in Titletown, um, the second game, uh, where we were situated, uh, it was down in the corner. And so there was like a group of, 
officials, guys that were doing the next game and other, you know, they're, they're congregating behind us and they were talking about how much, um, you know, traveling they're doing to do games because so many areas are having a hard time, hard time getting officials for games. And so it's at the youth level, it's at the high school level. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I believe, um, the state legislature has actually got a bill where they're talking about, you know, making it a, like a criminal offense, you know, to, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the exact wording of the bill is, but they're, you know, to, to harass, um, not harass, but to threaten officials like during games and it's, it's gotten that bad and used and you, you, MJ, you mentioned, you know, getting hollered at by the coaches to, and you, it's let's just it's the parents um and you see it you 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 can go on youtube or whatever and look at you know and it's not just hockey it's all sports i mean it's like little league baseball you got parents you know going onto the field and assaulting umpires and co you know it's like parents have just gotten out of hand um you know there there was what about uh 10 years ago the thing was helicopter parents you know parents who hovered over their children to you know try to smooth things out now now they call it snowplow parents where the parents just go in front of the kids and just kind of block anything in front of them that may hinder their kids progression you know so it's i mean it's just i i saw it somewhere uh, a little sign i haven't seen it in a rink and uh it was like a little thing that you should check off you know, if you go to a hockey game, today I am going to be a, and you check one, a parent, a fan, a coach, a referee, or a player. And you're only allowed to be one, okay? If you're a parent, obviously your job is to encourage your kid. If you're a fan, your job is to encourage the team, you know? If you're a referee, then your job is to actually enforce the rules. So you can't be a referee if you're a parent up in the stands. You can only be one of those things, you know. Don't be, if you're a parent in the stands, don't be a coach. Don't be a referee. Just encourage your kid. Other than that, shut that up, you know. You can be one. Well, I think you can be. You can be one thing at a rink. You can't be a parent, a coach, and a referee all at the same time. One thing. That's it. That's all you're allowed to do. I think one of the biggest problems is the fact that. Every parent thinks that their kid is going to be an NHL player, and they want to be treated accordingly. And let's face it, that's not the way it is. A lot of kids that play youth hockey and high school hockey that just don't go on to that level. I mean, the chances are, you know, not very good. So uh, I guess that's my point of relax, like Aaron Rodgers would say. How does he spell relax, Bill? R O L E I D S. That's Rollades. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I struck a nerve with you. I mean, I was just trying to, uh, you know, throw a final thought out there. You know. Oh no, I really I mean I. Anybody. You've been an official, any, though. Yeah, I have. In fact, well, and I'll, I'll, I'll I wasn't going to do this, but I'll tell you how I became an official. Um, I was a coach. And it was during it was during Anigo hockey days, which you know, everybody you know all the the former all the the fun, everybody comes to these you know it's like big showcase for the youth association, and we had these two brothers refing, and I 
I, I we were playing a team from Michigan who's known for Michigan teams are known for kind of a little rougher style of play. And mm-hmm. I didn't think our officials were, you know, necessarily, you know, doing their job and enforcing the rules since they were, you know, skating around with their hands in their pockets because it was kind of cold. Um, and I actually said something inappropriate to one of them rather loudly. Um, and his mother, who was in the stands, you know, made a comment to somebody else. Well, he's a hockey player. He can skate. Why isn't he an official? And I had no comeback for that because, yes, I was playing on our men's team. I, I, I played hockey as a kid. I knew I knew how to skate. I had no uh, comeback for that. So I, 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 I took the test and became an official. Um, and I did that for, for, for many years. And um, actually, uh, the, the guy who was our head of officials actually ran the, the baseball umpires thing. And I told him, you know, you know, I, I really, you know, got towards Springs. I really miss having people uh, yell at me and tell me what an idiot I am. Um, so, you know, maybe I should like look at umpiring, you know, baseball during the summer too, so I can hear it all year round. Um, so I did, I did both of those. Um, but yes, and, and I, I've, you know, I know they're short on officials and something in the back of my mind says, you know, well, you know, maybe they need you out there, but no, I'm a fat 62 year old man. They don't need me out on the ice now. Um, but we need more officials out there. And the, the, the biggest hindrance to that is all the idiots yelling at them in the stands. I mean, you get tight. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't bother me as much because I don't really care what other people think. But, you know, young kids, they, they do. They hear people yelling at them. It gets to them. Um, so just don't do it. Exactly, Burglar. I think that um, how many 13-, 14-, 15-year-old officials that have uh, – an idea of maybe moving on and doing this for many years get completely turned off by either coaches that totally rag on them or uh, a bunch of crap coming down from the stands. I mean, it's got to be crazy. And for for a kid that's uh, a teenager, totally unacceptable. I mean, we, we, we've, we've, we all know, you know, Wisconsin prep hockey's, you know, favorite official. Uh, Nikki Clays, you know, granddaughter of me, niece of, of Webb Jr. Um, but she has the proper mindset that, you know, she also doesn't care what people think, you know, and, and she, she can do that. And like, like when I was roughing and I heard somebody yell, you know, about this call, and I think, oh, you think that would, you think that one was bad? Wait till you see this next one. <laughs> You always get that one parent who's just got to walk away disgusted, though. But, yeah, that was my final thought for tonight, guys, and that's, it's nice that I uh, hit a nerve with Bill because uh, he's really taken off with it, and I'm okay with that. Say, guys, I, it, I, I did it for a number of years, and um, I've just, you know, I just, I, 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 I can't keep up with the pace of, of those guys today, you know, and let's say you don't need guys like me. You need younger people out there doing it, and, you know, the only way to get them to do that is to just quit yelling at them. Okay. Anybody else got anything you want to spew while we got an open mic? 
No? I I okay. haven't paid attention to any of this week's podcast. I've been work I've been Boy. working on something else. I have no idea what any of you said about anything. Your dad said that uh well I'm sure you'll too will talk about it some other time, but um that's my final thought for tonight. Um uh, I guess for the show any nobody else has <laughs> What's so funny, Trasher? <laughs> it's not funny. Um you you are absolutely correct. I mean we've we've seen the referee thing forever, you know. We our kids have played and I had kids that played for 23 years in either youth or high school, and I know the the people in the stands that that bitch at the refs and the coaches that completely get in their faces, and it's no wonder that people don't want to officiate anymore. And it's a shame because you got to have those people to kind of keep the game straightened out. And uh, if you if you get sick of it, you're just gonna say screw it and leave. So. Uh, I hope that uh, the fans and the coaches kind of chill a little bit and understand what these refs are going through and just let them call their games and don't get totally worked up over it. That's yeah, about it, MJ. All right. One, one, one more point. I mean, not about officiating in general. For a kid, um, like the Anago, you could, you, could, uh, you could start refereeing as a peewee. You can only, obviously, only referee younger groups. But as a player, being an official is a great learning tool because you get to go out on the ice and look at the game from a totally different perspective. You get, I mean, you, you're, you're, obviously you're watching for penalties and offsides and that kind of stuff, but also, I mean, you're watching how the other team interacts and how the other team moves the puck. It's, it, it really, it, it, you, you can learn so much about a game from officiating so it's a great tool for young kids you know to learn the game of hockey by fishing and watching go, go out there and do that it's it's great for them but parents wreck it i'm done okay okay <laughs> all i get to say is amen brother you nailed it exactly as always all right, guys, time to get going. I think people have heard enough of us. So once again, I want to thank Barry Einbeck for joining us and uh, taking time out of his Monday night. So for Trasher, Bill Jr., also uh, Del Scanlon, I'm Mike Kamet. We'll see you next week, or you'll hear us next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.